Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 18 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Vecchione. Welcome to today's episode. Hey everybody, it's Natalie and John. We were trying to put a dad cast together and uh, we weren't able to, but we promise we're going to have a dad cast next month. So John and I were reading your feedback and we have received some great reviews from our first episode, which was John and I talking basically about uh, FASD Hope. So we are affectionately calling this episode you got us. And it's John and Natalie, and we're talking about Thanksgiving and getting ready for the holidays. And John also has some great things he'd like to bring up with everybody. So I'm going to pass the microphone to John. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much. Um, So first of all, thanks so much for all the great uh, feedback and reviews. And we are really, really proud and happy that um, we've crossed a thousand downloads in just over a month and it's a it's a really big deal and we're just really thankful and it's all because of you guys so thanks so much be sure to go to your favorite podcast app and give us a five-star rating and review if you do have any critical feedback you'd like to share please send it to us at info at fasdhope.com if you send that to us we can uh we can digest that a little more and have a two little bit of a two-way conversation so first of all thanks so much for everybody for all the great feedback and the ratings and the reviews, um, we are we're really grateful for it. And we, um, if you, I'll do anything. Just let it roll. And if you would please go to your favorite podcast and um, your favorite podcast app, give us stop laughing. What? We really appreciate all of the great feedback and reviews that we've, that uh, that you've given us, and we ask that um, if you like the show, please give us a five star rating and write a review. If you do have any critical feedback um, or anything you'd like to share, please send it to us at info at fasdhope.com. Uh, we, that way, we can have a little bit of a two way conversation. Um, so that's the best way to go, and we look forward to hearing from you. The second thing we wanted to tell you about is just make sure that you stop by and visit our website at fasdhope.com. From on that site, you can view the episode list, check out guest info, listen to all the episodes, and we're really excited to announce the launch of our new resource page, which includes information and links to FASD organizations, homeschooling and education, training info, as well as a list, a list of favorite books that you may want to check out. Um, so stop by and check it out when you have a moment. We're updating it all the time. So uh, come back and check it out on uh, on a regular basis. Um, and then finally, we are going to be bringing you um, a regular series of DadCast episodes where uh, I'll be talking with uh, with some dads about uh, about some topics that are important to dads and to families and kind of looking at it from a dad's perspective. Um, and so we'd love to hear from you if there's any topics that you're interested in or uh, if you have a suggestion for a guest. And so just, again, send us a note at info at FASDhope.com, and we'd love to hear from you. And we're really excited about this because we think that there's not enough, there's not enough for dads uh, in the FASD community 
there's lots of great information out there, but you know, we, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. So, okay. I just have to let you know that (laughs) I am making faces at John and I'm trying to get him to laugh while he's saying this. So I, I apologize. Um, if I'm distracting him. All right. So here we go. Getting ready. So today's subject is getting ready for the holidays. And this is one that's near and dear to our hearts. And we think that, you know, anybody, any of our fellow uh, FASD parents are, are very familiar with this topic. And um, this can be, the holidays are already a stressful time of year for, I think, for most people. And then you add in the element of, um, of FASD and needs and uh, some of the challenges that go along with that. And it can make it really, really stressful. And, you know, it's a time to celebrate. It should be a time of joy. And but for for some of us, it can be a time of dread because you know what's coming. You know what you know, or maybe you don't. And you know that you've got tough times around the corner. So what we really wanted to do was just talk about how, um, you know, this is particularly impactful for families with uh, that have uh, family members with brain-based disabilities, sensory issues, um, and those who do best on an established routine or schedule. We've experienced this with our son, and we've heard similar stories from other parents. So we want to share three experiences and how we've made adjustments to our holiday plans that have made a big difference. So hopefully this is helpful, and here we go. So number one is dinners or any big family meal. And this could apply to Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas, or just any other time during the year when you have big family events. So here's what we experienced. Um, For us, we don't really live near family. And Nick's FASD has become a greater issue as he's gotten older. And since we moved to North Carolina is when it's really become more prominent. And so we don't have, we really don't have big family dinners because it's usually, it's usually us for the bigger holidays. And so where we have in the past where it's, it's been us and a friend would come over. Here's what we've seen. We've seen him withdraw in from where the people are and not wanting to come out and be around the people. And that's basically us and our friend, uh, seeing him get frustrated, having anxiety and being overwhelmed. And what this, how this really kind of manifests itself is anger where he gets frustrated with us, will kind of lash out. And it's an angry response. And what that is, is just, I know it's his response to being overwhelmed with and, and feeling sort of out of sync with the situation. So in the past, so give you a little historical, let me just give you a little history of like how I grew up and where my mind, mindset is, is that I grew up in a, I'm Italian, grew up in a household, traditional Italian household. Family ate dinner and ate dinner together at the table every night. Re- respect was really paramount at the table. You couldn't touch your food unless everybody was there. And nobody wanted to be late because you were holding everybody else from eating. And it didn't really matter if you were you were like you haven't eaten all day and you were really hungry. You just weren't allowed to touch your food. And so it was like very structured, a lot of rules. Couldn't, you know, you couldn't touch your food. You couldn't get up and leave. You had to stay. You had to talk. You had to, you know, all the rules and everything. And so coming from that and then switching gears where you have to make, you know, there are no rules or there's fewer rules. It was a big adjustment. It took me quite a while to get over that. And I guess my family was the no rules <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, the first time John brought me home to meet his mom and dad, uh, Christmas time, we were going to uh, their neighbor's house for Christmas Eve. And John kind of gave me the rundown about how, you know, they eat a lot and pace yourself and everything like that. So we're at his 
parents' neighbor's house and a big traditional Italian dinner. Everything was laid out and everything. And of course, they served the seven fishes, which to this day, I still don't know all of them. I know some of them, but not all seven. Anyways, so I'm waiting there sitting with John and they bring out the neighbors and John's parents bring out this like amazing spread of food and it was fantastic. And I'm just like eating, you know, and uh, it it was just uh, amazing. And I ate a lot. And (laughs) so then John tells me, okay, are you ready for the next course? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, that was just the beginning. And I honestly had no idea. Um, yeah, so then after that, they brought out all the meats and everything like that. And uh, I was pretty surprised. So yeah, that, that that's my story of food and John's family. Yeah, and you had to eat everything. So you kind of get the picture, right? That this was... You know, you had to eat your food. You had to stay within the boundaries and the rules or, you know, that was you're going to get in big trouble. So changing the mindset, you know, changing my mindset, it took quite a while to um, to get took quite a while to get around that, you know, history of that's, you know, baked into my brain about how this should work. And so here's what it did. Here's the accommodation that we made. And it took us a couple of years to get this right. And we're in a pretty decent place with it now. We decided that it wasn't super critical if if he didn't eat dinner with us or eat part of his meal and leave or eat in his room. We just, what we decided is we'd let him decide what he could handle and let him know that whatever that was, it was okay. And once he, we relieved that pressure, he actually just came and ate with us and would socialize with us and our friend. And it was just so much more relaxed. And I know he felt better. He felt the pressure was off because I think he felt like there was a lot of expectations on him that maybe he couldn't live up to or didn't feel that he could, even though the reality was that there really wasn't any real material difference other than we just told him it was okay if you didn't eat with us and we were okay with it, we weren't going to be mad. And that's really a critical thing. And it's worked pretty well. And we do, he really enjoys being with, with us and our family. And so it's, that's been, that's a, a win. I, I think as far as I'm concerned, it's nice that we can be together, but we understand that sometimes he just, it's just not possible. So that's one of the things that was a good accommodation. Hopefully that's a, that's a tip that you can, you can take, so number two is the is decorating for the holidays. What we kind of experienced is that um, anxiety and frustration comes out as anger. If you're getting a theme here, if you're trying to get a sense of a theme, then you're you know ding ding you're 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 on to it. So <laughs> um, when it was just me and Natalie, when it was Natalie and me and our son and our dogs and the dogs. <laughs> yeah, I can't forget the dogs, right? When it was just us, we had this tradition of decorating for Christmas where we would uh, put on a movie and movie. the Santa Claus. Tim Allen. Yeah, Tim sure. Allen, the Santa Claus. We put that on. My Our son loved that movie and we really liked it. It was just a lot of fun. And we would decorate the tree and the house and it was a really family, you know, fun event. But then when our daughter uh, was, you know, our daughter was brought her home when, when Nick was 12 and you know, as she was starting to get a little bit older and be able to open to presents, that's when Nick started kind of going through a rough period. As his symptoms became more prominent, and primary characteristics started, um, we started noticing secondary characteristics. 
Yeah, and one uh and so one of those was that he again, he would not want to he felt like he was forced to do it to be with us and decorate and didn't have any interest in any of it. And so again, what we decided was what we decided was that we let him know in advance when we were going to do the decorating and we let him know that we'd love if he'd join us, but we understood if he didn't want to or wasn't able to and that was absolutely okay. And this is still progressing, but I think, again, it kind of just relieved the pressure and the expectation, and he just responded in the way that was most comfortable for him. Last year, he came out while we were doing it, and he kind of like for a while was going back and forth between his room and coming out with us, and he would, uh, but he ended up like doing some decorating, hanging some things on the tree. It was It was a lot of fun for the family. And it was a lot less pressure on him and us because we let go our expectations of what we thought it should be and we did what was best for him. So a big recurring theme here is that John and I let go of expectations from like previous holidays and we accommodated and let our son know that there wasn't any pressure, that he would be able to make choices into what was good for him and what he felt he could tolerate. And I think when we let him have that, you know, choice and we made that accommodation, he has responded better each year. So that that's really a hopeful thing for you out there. You're, if you're listening and you're nervous about the holidays coming up and, and dysregulation, having your kids know that there's not pressure or that they can make choices and how they accommodate can be a very helpful and a very positive thing. And finally, number three is that um, is is about opening Christmas presents. So again, same thing: withdrawal, anxiety. This is what we we saw we we saw in in our son was that withdrawal, anxiety. We get angry, be kind of resentful, and so again, where we kind of went back to family history. My family growing up, we all, nobody could, couldn't open presents till everybody was there. And we had a pretty kind of structured way to do it. And the funny thing is, is thinking about this is that my family is not a, there, there was not like a really structured, uh, by the, you know, traditional rules, I guess, you know, of what you would think of like a family. We were a very sort of blue collar family that, but this is just the way my dad wanted it. And so we all had to be there. Everybody opened their presents and everything. And so that was a big deal. So again, we kind of felt this out a little bit, but I think last year was definitely went really, really well. We're hopeful it'll go again this year. And here's what we did. So we, um, after dinner on Christmas Eve, our kids exchange presents, one or two presents each. And they give each other presents. And it's just time for them. It's a focus on them. And, you know, and they love each other. And so it's a lot of fun where they get to give the presents and see the reaction and kind of ooh and ah. And, and then our daughter goes to bed and Nick helps us 
bring out the presents and play Santa and he eats the cookies and, you know, dips the milk and we leave that out, uh, you know, the little bit of the empty milk glass and the crumbs on the cookie on the cookie plate for our daughter. And it's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. He really has fun doing that too. And then we sit down and we give Nick our presents and he opens those presents. So it's just time for him and for us and we get to talk and it's distraction free and it's quiet and it just has worked it worked really really well last year and we're going to do it again this year and he's expecting it and i think he likes it as well because it's time for him it's time for us together our daughter's expecting it too this year she she's asked several times like are nick and i going to have our, our present time on christmas eve so it's really sweet like it's it's a nice memory for her too and you know what you're saying that i we were like you would you would be put, you know, tied to the hood of the car and driven around town as an example of what you don't do when I was a kid if you tried to open a present on New Year's, on Christmas Eve. And so, again, breaking from traditions of the past. But um, it's just, it's different, but it's great. And it really works for our kids and our family. And they seem to really enjoy it. And then on Christmas morning, that's for generally like a little bit more of a focus on Gianna and getting her getting to open her presents and you know she's little so she just wants to tear into everything and it's a big fun crazy thing for a little kid it's just it's great but the really amazing thing was that you know in some of the years gone by nick wouldn't come out he would sleep and you know eventually he'd come out and last year again like he woke up with about the time that we did and he came out and he wanted to sit and watch his sister open presents he just wanted to sit there and and, and be a part of it and so again we just took the pressure off we just let him know that we'd love to have him but if he if he you know wanted to sleep or he wasn't up for it that was okay too and that you know we understood and his sister would understand and Again, pressure, we opened the pressure valve and just he had the freedom to make his own decision and it's just worked so much better. So highly recommend that. So those are three examples of some things that we've done. We hope that that helps you. And I think like there's a couple of some under, there's a few underlying themes here, a couple underlying themes. Number one is just, you know, we remove the expectations and we let go of our own expectations and we re we reset them and it doesn't mean that they're bad and it doesn't mean that it's less than it just means that this is what works for our family today you know we grew up in the 70s in the early 70s this isn't the early 70s this is a different world and families are different and kids are different and so we're adapting and we're adapting not only because of the times are different but because our kids are not us and our family is not what we were back then. So don't be afraid to make some changes. Don't be afraid to break from the past and create new traditions and find ways to find ways to keep, you know, keep your ties to the past, but do what works best for your family and what what's going to make everybody happy so you can enjoy the those times together. The next thing is just experiment with some different approaches and find what works for for you. It doesn't happen overnight. So just be patient. Failures and setbacks are normal, but don't beat yourself up. You're going to make mis- you'll, you'll try things. They'll blow up in your face and, uh, you know, and you live to fight another day. And I know it's hard. We've been through it where we just, you kind of feel like somebody attached a, uh, a shop vac to your chest, sucked all of the life force out of you and just tossed you in the corner to just wither and die. But 
you know, we all experience. Yeah, happy holidays. <laughs> Here you go. Happy New Year. But know that just we we all go through it, and you know this this is a this is a good opportunity to um, to connect with others. And there's there's a variety of online groups. There's uh, there's definitely you know there's there's this podcast. There's others. So find the thing that works for you to help connect, so you don't feel so alone. You really you don't have to be. I know it's pretty isolating, and it can be. But but find ways to connect with people who understand what you're going through. That's that's what we've done, and it's been it's been it's been very helpful. The next thing is try to help family members explain what they're what you're doing. I have written down help family members understand what you're doing, but you can't make them understand. You can provide them with the information, and they're going to do with it. They're going to process it in the way that they process it. Um, you want to you want to maybe explain what you're doing and why, but don't rely on their approval. Um, and I know like, generally we want acceptance and support from our family, but at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for your family and for your kids and those in need. And if, if you have family members who don't understand it, then they don't understand it. This is not an easy subject because we we just know it from our own family and we have great families, but, um, but there's lots of challenges in there and relationships are hard and they're strained sometimes. And, you know, there's judgments and all of that. We understand it. And so we're by no means, if that's, that's can be a rough patch. There can be a lot of friction there. This is a judgment free zone, but do what's best for you, you and your family. And, you know, do your best to try to just look past, you know, what other people may think or say and do what's best for them. Cause at the end of the day, you know, you have to do, it's your life. You need to live it the way you see best for your, for your kids and your family. Um, and then finally, I think the thing you really want to remember in all this is don't be too hard on yourself. You're going to make mistakes. We all make mistakes and there are definitely going to be setbacks and that's perfectly normal. And I'll reiterate that it's normal. It's normal to have setbacks and failures and kind of fall on your face and the thing that you thought was going to be great turns into a, a meltdown of epic proportions and, uh, you know, you kind of have to suck it up, get, you know, I don't know, you, you kind of have to, you suck it up and you move on. And I, I don't know what else to say. Well, yeah, that's really motivational. I understand. But I guess the point what we're trying to make here is that um, we, we all go through this and, uh, and, you know, you live to fight another day. And sometimes it feels like you're not going to live to fight another day, that you're not going to make it. But really, like when you feel like you're hitting those walls, um, find somebody that you can reach out to and talk to. I think one of the things that that I have found is, um, you know, is that when you, me and Allie have had lots and lots and lots of days, like you feel like we're the worst parents in the world, like we're doing a terrible job. And, uh, you know, like human services is probably going to show up at any minute at our door because we're just like, we feel that bad about what's going on. The reality is that, where it's not and that we're rolling with it the best that we can, but you have those days where you feel bad. And we have family members that despite what may be going on or what's, what's happening or how we're feeling are there just to say, you know what, you're doing a great job. You're good parents. You're doing all you can. Um, you're, you're incredibly blessed. And there's just times where you don't want to like try to logic that out and think about, you just need somebody to say it's okay. And you're doing a good job. And so if you're having one of those moments, I'll just say it. You're doing a good job. Hang in there. 
hang in there and just know that um, you're not alone and that you're doing something good. And it may not seem that way now, but there's light. You know, look for God's light. Follow God's light and uh, let that fill you up because we all need that sometimes. Remember the true meaning of the holiday season. You know, we, my favorite part of Christmas is when we have our birthday cake for Jesus and our daughter sings happy birthday to Jesus. And our son will sometimes, you know, join in. And even though he knows that it's, uh, it's something that our daughter likes to do. Again, if you don't put the pressure on your kid uh, that has a brain-based diagnosis, more often than not, they'll start coming around to the things that they previously like did not want to do because the expectation is, is not there. And like John said, the pressure is off. So I think for me, my favorite part of the holiday, especially now, and especially this year with COVID, it's just going to be the four of us, you know, is just spending time with each other, enjoying our time with each other, making new memories and not having any pressures or expectations, just having a quiet holiday for our family, celebrating the birth of Christ. And for us also just, you know, celebrating the blessing of each other. So I I think that, and I also think that John has watched way too many Rocky movies because he keeps talking like Rocky analogies. So I I just had to throw it in there. Thank you, Natalie. (laughs) That's very inspiring also. Um, um, I also, um, I think the the other thing in this as well that's underlying this is about like is feelings. Let's talk about feelings. And I dislike feelings a lot because I think, you know, they're feelings, but I, the thing about the, the yeah, oh, the time's almost up. Um, my so my brother is a stand-up comedian, and he was talking. I heard him talking once about he got up and he had to leave really early and take a flight across the country to Canada. He lives in New York. He was going to somewhere on the west coast of Canada for uh, for some performances, and it was like you know. He's on the flight at 6 a.m. They didn't have coffee. There was no breakfast. And he's in the middle seat for what's going to be like a five or six hour flight. And he said he was sitting there and he's like, what am I, what am I doing with my life? Like, what am I doing here? What's wrong? And then he realized, you know what? This is just a feeling. Nothing has changed. I'm on course. I'm doing what I need to be doing. I just don't feel, I feel bad right now, but this doesn't matter. It's just a, a feeling and it's not, it doesn't represent where I am today. So I think of that frequently because we definitely have those moments where you feel like the walls are falling down around you and, or you feel stressed or you feel angry about, um, about something. And I, when, when I get into those moments, I try to like just stop and take a breath sometimes and just say, what, you know, this is just a feeling. Nothing has really changed other than right now I'm in a bad mood or I had a rough day or I just had a really rough interaction and that's making me feel bad. But the reality is that things aren't falling down quite as bad as they may seem. So just keep that in in mind as well because especially you get into the holidays again. It's stressful for a lot of people. It's stressful for those of us that have family with some differences and um and you don't want to get sucked into that because it can you can end up just really pulling yourself down and keeping yourself healthy in a good mental state is really really important so just do that 
do those good things. Okay, good. All right. So finally, I'll just leave you with this, that this is a friendly reminder. Um, dads, Dadcast, we want to, uh, we're going to start doing some regular episodes uh, starting in January. And we are interested in if there's any topics, any subjects you'd love to hear about. If there's any uh, anybody you'd recommend that we should talk to as a possible guest, we'd love to hear that. So send your uh, suggestions to us at info at fasdhope.com. We hope you visit the site, check out the new resource page and the podcast, uh, all the episodes there. And please reach out to us um, at info at fasdhope.com or leave us your five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast. And we'd love to hear from you. And again, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for your support. We hope you have a great holiday and a wonderful year ahead. Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Vecchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out FASDHope.com. Or please leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Podbean, iTunes, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us next week. And remember, to be informed, take care, and always have hope.